Season. Not overreacting, but it might be happening. Oh, in the end zone, Keenan Allen. There he gets him. It is Parsons who takes it back at the 21. I love the upside, the athleticism. To All right, so week 15 of the NFL season is in the books. We're back here today to react to those games that happened this past weekend. What's going on, everybody? How are we all doing today? Welcome back here today to another episode of the Triple Option Podcast. I'm joined with Tom and Dom. How are we doing today, guys? What's up, guys? We got an early start for you guys today on our end because uh, we are recording this on Wednesday. And we had three Saturday games this week, which I kind of really like. And on paper, these games were really good. And when we were predicting these games in the preview, I thought they can go any way. Um, so I'll just get, get out of the way now. I went 0 for 3 on Saturday. Also gave a, a guarantee for the Jaguars to beat the Ravens. Went 0 and 4 in those. So it was not a good weekend for me. Um, well, I mean, we'll just hop to the Vikings game first. This was probably the only one to really talk about. Um, but yeah, the Bengals beat the Vikings 27-24. We, a couple weeks ago, eliminated the Bengals from the playoffs, which is not looking great because they are currently the sixth seed in the AFC. Um, and they own a couple tiebreakers right now. And yeah, uh, Jake Browning, we didn't uh, account it to our model that Jake Browning was actually going to be a top 10 quarterback when he became the starter. Uh, Dom, do you have any thoughts about either of these two teams going forward? Is this like the nail in the coffin for the Vikings season? Are the Bengals maybe a lock to make the playoffs now? What do you think? I mean, the fact the Bengals came back in this game, because in the beginning of the game, the Vikings had all the momentum, and then you just instantly saw it kind of switch late third quarter, early fourth quarter. You could just feel the Bengals were getting the momentum. They were still down like 14 late in the game, and it just felt like the Bengals would win the game. T. Higgins, probably an insane um, insane day for him. He made that one sick catch to reach into the end zone. Nick Mullins didn't really play that bad. He had one bad interception, which was like kind of a fumble, but also an interception, whichever way you want to look at it. Wasn't great play for them overall, but I mean, the Bengals just keep finding new ways to win and keep their season alive um i don't know how they end the season off the top of my head exactly but they're realistically one win away from maybe sneaking into the playoffs like nine wins might be enough if they can two more they're in a great spot so yeah they, they have a, they keep a monstrous game against pittsburgh next week against the best team in the nfl and they <laughs> get the chiefs on the road though that's a tough one and then they finish cleveland at home so i would yeah. say Two and one is a very strong possibility there. Yeah, it's crazy. But I don't hate the I don't hate the Steelers this weekend. But we'll get to that later. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean the spread's probably like two or something, so it's probably yeah, a toss it's up. two and a half right and, now. And uh, the Bengals did lose Jamar Chase. It seems like for at least one game. I don't know. Yeah, it, kind it, of it's a grade two AC sprain. Usually those are like a couple a couple weeks. Um, it's usually like at least one game missed, and then like two games missed is like not out of the question at all. So he could be. Like if if they're if they're playing week eighteen like for a wild card spot like winning in I could see him definitely being like all right I'm I'm playing this game, you know what that means then, that means uh Yosevas yeah Andre Yosevas he's in coming up late, 
what happened to the game I loved, man. Um, <laughs> so wait, but it was funny because I wasn't able to watch like the end of the Vikings Bengals game, and they the Vikings were in the driver's seat for most of the game, you would say in regulation. And me and Dom were kind of like arguing a little bit or like debating how much like T Higgins would get in free agency early in the week, and then I just get a text from him, and he's like, "Give him thirty million guaranteed." I'm like, "This is not what I want to see for my Vikings pick." Um, and then obviously it was just a crazy touchdown um, where he extended his arms to win the game. Um, and then wait, was that? No, that was to send it to overtime. That right? was that was the second touchdown. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And yeah, so the Bengals win a huge game to go to eight and six. Vikings seven and seven. I did think like from watching Nick Mullins, he's actually like pretty good for a backup quarterback. Um, so definitely the right choice to play him going forward. Um, next game was a blowout game between the Steelers and the Colts. The Steelers started off this game thirteen nothing. They were up thirteen nothing. Then they gave Yikes. up thirty unanswered points. Um, this game was kind of a mess for the Steelers basically after those 13 points were scored. I mean, Devontae, uh, Devontae Casey got uh, ejected and then later suspended for the rest of the year for that hit on Michael Pittman, who uh, suffered a concussion in that game. Uh, it was really just scary all around. I mean, like, you can fault KZ, you can fault Minshew, but either way, it was just not what you want to see. Um, and yeah, the Colts, 8-6, and six, man. Like, Steve Sykin's going to be right there in the Coach of the Year conversation. They are the seventh seed right now because they own the tiebreaker over Houston and Buffalo. And I did not think the Colts... We're going to be this good. The Steelers historically kind of own the Colts. And yeah, Gardner Minshew played pretty well. Trey Sermon played well. Uh, Tom, what were your thoughts about this game? Um, I think that one, uh, you said before, Shane Steichen kind of puts himself really high up there in that coach of the year conversation. And Steelers, that's, I, I'm, I'm more so kind of curious what your thoughts are because blowing a 13 nothing lead, like, are you, you, you said, you said last, last video that, you're pretty much off. You, you, you don't really want the Steelers to make the playoffs anymore. Like you'd rather just have them like play how they're supposed to, and like everyone can see Tomlin for who he actually is. Yeah, I think if we had Kenny, I would feel a little bit more optimistic at least of watching this team in the playoffs. Because I'm like, oh, if he can win a playoff game, this would be really cool for or big for his career development. But yeah, after losing, and like you're in the driver's seat, and then you lose to the Pats or you lose to the Cardinals, Pats, and then get blown out by the Colts. Um, there's a lot of frustrations. I, I don't think he's like lost the locker room, but. Um, just with everything going on with George Pickens, I think T.J. Watt has come out and said a lot of stuff like just that are questioning this locker room and the culture that they have. I do wonder if he's going to be back next year. I would bet that he would be back next year because um, this wasn't like a disaster of a season. But if, I don't know, they have Bengals, Seahawks, Ravens, there's a good chance that this team maybe goes 1-2, and two, possibly 0-3 to end the season. And yeah, I mean, like maybe we're finally done with the time over 500, uh, just like, a victory lap at the end of the year when the team does nothing in the playoffs and like i've said this like because like he did such a good job in the late 2000s early 2010s that you always give him the benefit of the doubt in the late 2010s um because he did well in the early 2010s late 2000s and now that he didn't do great in the late 2010s when are we giving him the benefit of the doubt still from the early 2010s stuff from over a decade ago i think it's time to possibly move on and there could be a good uh head uh coaching pool this offseason for sure Interesting, and also their offense averages less points with that without Matt Canada, but they have backup quarterbacks, so I guess I'll let it slide. Yeah, I mean they yeah. did have that four hundred yard game in the first game, so we'll give them that. Yeah, it's definitely a narrative stat because everyone's like, <laughs> "All right, Matt Canada's stat. gone, but they're starting Trubinsky and now Mason Rudolph." Like, let's push our narrative that Matt Canada wasn't the problem. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's definitely what it was. Um, my biggest takeaway from this game was that Trey Sermon and Tyler Goodson led the Colts in rushing. If you heard that, you would have assumed that the Steelers blew out the Colts and the Colts are like, all right, go out there and finish out the game for us. But it was the complete opposite. I mean, I don't know how the Colts just keep finding. They have four. They're four deep at running back when they're all healthy, which is kind of crazy to think now. But 
I mean, Mason Rudolph going this week, I don't know how much hope that gives you, but that's that's essentially saying like we're at rock bottom when you have to roll out Mason Rudolph. So Yeah. Ah, uh, dude. I mean, I think there's a slight chance that Kenny Pickett's gonna play, but yeah, I think we probably feel a little bit more confident with Mason Rudolph, which is so sad to see, man. Mason Rudolph versus Jake Browning, primetime TV on uh, Christmas <laughs> Eve this Saturday. Yeah. Um, last game of Saturday was a blowout win for the Detroit Lions. Um, the they won forty two seventeen over the Denver Broncos. This was. Um, I would say a little bit surprising. I thought this game was going to be at least a little bit closer if Den- or Detroit, excuse me, was going to win. Uh, Detroit was five and a half point favorites, but this was a insane offensive day for Goff, for Jameer Gibbs, for Amon Ross St. Brown, for Sam Laporta. Um, pretty ugly game for Russell Wilson, Javante Williams, and this Denver Broncos offense. I'll throw to you, Tom. Do you think the Broncos are, I'm not going to say dead in the playoff hunt, but um, would you bet more likely they're not going to make it now? Um, I would say, yeah, their their uh, their hopes are kind of dying down because I think the Bengals, the, the, the obviously a, a full game behind the Bills, Bengals, Texans, and Colts, so that at the very least puts them at ten. And I think the way Buffalo is playing right now, and Houston could kind of fall back a bit because Stroud's supposed to miss again. So that like depending on how bad this concussion is, he could keep missing games. But I think the Colts, Bengals, and Bills are all significantly better at their current state than the Broncos are, and that puts them at the nine seed. So let's. I think it's time to, to just kind of pump the brakes on the, uh, the Broncos a bit. I mean, we, we thought when they won those, when they got to seven and six, it was like, okay, like these teams might be back and we might see them in the playoffs. But I don't know. Yeah, um, they're because they're the eleven seed. The Steelers even have a better conference record than them right now. Um. They have a fairly easy schedule to the rest of the year. They have Pats, Chargers, Raiders. So all winnable games. They should go 3-0 in those games. Um, but I'm sure that the Chargers and Raiders would like to play spoilers to their season towards the end of the year. Dom, do you think Denver even has a shot or they're pretty much dead? Yeah, I mean, they, they have a shot. There's just so many teams there. Uh, we already mentioned the Bengals and Steelers play each other. So one, if the Bengals can win that game, it kind of knocks out the Steelers. If the Steelers win that game, it just makes it a bigger mess with two eight-win teams. Um the Colts and Texans already canceled out each other. Like, there's the Bills still have to play the Dolphins. Like, there's still so much to play that I don't think any team's dead yet. It's probably an uphill battle, though, obviously, since they're back a game with four teams in front of them, like you said. But I don't think they're dead yet. And from the Lions' perspective, I'm pretty sure they can clinch the division with a win this week. It would be their first division win since, like, the 90s, which would be crazy. And, um,. Besides the first quarter, starting 0-0, which doesn't concern me too much, the Lions did kind of play a complete and full game, which is finally what, what we've been waiting to see. So that's I'm fine with that. And um, Dan Campbell took a book out of James Franklin's playbook because he scored a meaningless touchdown at the end of the game to put up 42 instead of 35 just to make the score look better. Like, he did not need to throw Sam Laporte a touchdown. They could have just got a first down to end the game. But 42-17 looks a lot better than 35-17. So now... uh. The lines look even back. Love the love the stat padding by him. Um, so we'll hop to another NFC North uh, game that featured the Chicago Bears. They lost to the Cleveland Browns in dramatic fashion towards the end of the game. This was a nice comeback for the Cleveland Browns to go to um nine and five on the year. They won twenty to seventeen. Joe Flacco threw for three seventy four, two touchdowns and three interceptions. Something I did not even expect to even think about this season. But yeah, Joe Flacco has been somewhat solid for the Browns since he came over as their starting quarterback. And the Browns. 
haven't clinched a playoff spot, but it is looking very good for them right now. They are nine and five. They're six and three in the conference. Um, they control their own destiny, and it looks like that they even have a realistic shot at the three seed. Um, I lied. That is not true because the Ravens won the division. I um, this isn't the NBA playoffs. <laughs> Never mind. Ignore that. Um, yeah, but yeah, the Browns. Um, they went nine and five. The Bears are pretty much done now at five and nine. They had like a little hope towards the end of the year. Uh, what do you guys think about this game? I'll throw it to you, Tom. Um, I think that, that, that Darnell Mooney play or almost Darnell Mooney play was Catch pretty sick. Mary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, I saw like how upset, like he got, and like, I, I can only imagine like in the moment how, like how quick that happened. Um, when it, it, that's, that's like the most insanely hard play to make. Like in like, it, and, like people watching on TV, like, held right in his hands, but there was like two milliseconds of like reaction time there like there was no way he was coming down with that ball like without it being an absolutely spectacular catch but shout out Darnell Mooney he did almost make that play um I will say that the Bears I guess 17 on the Browns defense is like kind of promising for the Bears offense because like maybe that's like 24 against like a normal team so I guess that's good um but overall Browns seem to be continuing to being the driver's seat in a playoff race when Joe Flacco is their quarter. They've had four QBs now. We were talking about it yesterday yeah. with DTR. Um, who's the... PJ Walker. PJ Walker. PJ Walker, Walker. And now Flacco is three non-starting quarterbacks. And Watson doesn't look much better. That didn't look much better than Flacco did. Like, Flacco's winning new games. Like, so, shout out Joe Flacco in year 21, probably. <laughs> He's on his LeBron run right now. Dom, was this your uh, uh, upset pick, the Bears? This this was my upset. It was Brutal. so it was honestly close to happening. Um, Justin Fields finished this game nineteen for forty with one hundred sixty six yards, and he had on his touchdown throw to to Cole Komet. He did make a sick play, like scrambled out of the pocket, rolled to the side, and like threw a dart in the end zone. And then on Twitter, I don't know exactly who it was. I don't know if you guys saw it, but someone posted the video of the touchdown. And it was like, Caleb Williams can't do this. Justin Fields is the guy. And literally every reply was like, buddy, this is literally what Caleb Williams does every single play. Like, I think... That's what makes Caleb Williams good. Like, he does things like that all the time. I think this game, seeing what he did against the Browns defense, I know they're a great defense, but they just... It just didn't look good from Fields. I think Bears fans have finally maybe seen it. Maybe there's a few delusional fans still out there that think he's the answer. But I think this kind of solidified it but i mean it also doesn't help that donta foreman had six carries for negative six yards don't even know how that's possible i don't know how you give a guy six carries and he has negative six yards at some point it's like run a different play or something but um yeah i mean the browns they keep proving me wrong david njoku is probably the best tight end in the entire league at this point of the season yeah what a fantasy pickup for people down the stretch there um, but yeah, uh, looking good. Maybe Justin Fields, possibly next Steelers quarterback going forward. Um, but that, this game could have been a lot different if uh, Robert Tunyon doesn't drop that beautiful ball that Fields threw. Oh, that um, was so bad. So bad. And yeah. uh, I think I, I, someone tweeted like, uh, Pat Frymuth will not do this to you, Fields, next year. And I was like, that's how you yeah, so, be so. <laughs> Um So you had the Bucks beat the Packers 34-20 on the road. This was a monster offensive performance for the Bucks from Godwin, from Baker, from Rashad White. Um, this is pretty much a nail in the coffin for the Packers on their season at 6-8. and eight. It would be very tough for them to make the playoffs. They had a little hope towards the end of the sh- uh, season like the Chicago Bears did. They do have the Panthers, Vikings, and Bears to finish out the year, so it's not impossible that they run the table and get some help with teams losing. But yeah, uh, I think 
a lot of Packers fans want their defensive coordinator to get fired. I think like they figured out, okay, Jordan Love is the guy going forward. They're going to keep Matt LaFleur. Um, maybe they'll figure out the running back situation, but they have good enough. I feel like offensive weapons developing um, going forward with Dottavian Wicks, with Tucker Craft, Reed, Dobbs, Watson, all going forward. Um, but yeah, this was, I always forget, Dom, did you take the Bucks to win the division or you were the Falcons guy? No, I was I was Falcons. You know that. Oh, never mind. I I know. I keep forgetting that. Um, cause I cause you live in Tampa, so I'm like, oh, maybe like he took the Bucks, but no, that's but, actually messed up of you not taking the hometown team. But he pushes team. Falcons propaganda like seven times a week every week. I know. I, I mean, to be fair, when the season started, I think we all did have the Bucks like towards the, like we weren't expecting them to be this good. I was the only one saying they had a, even a chance this year because I said Baker Mayfield was gonna at least be somewhat decent. First quarterback in NFL history to have a perfect passer rating on the road in Lambeau. Pretty good if you ask me. It's impressive. Can I say one thing now? Sure. They're, now, the, if the Bucks finish 10-7, and seven, this will be wrong. But if they finish 8-9, and nine, maybe 9-8, and eight, us saying they were going to be at the bottom isn't like the end of like the world because this your division Panthers is so are t- bad. Your Panthers are have two wins this year. <laughs> I'm just saying. The Falcons are 6-8. and eight. Are we saying like we, we said they were going to be a bottom feeder? They kind of are. To the rest of the NFL, I guess in that sense, um, I guess in that sense you probably are right. Like they are towards the bottom, but this Bucks team has been competing pretty much like throughout the entire season. The Falcons are trending down. I'm I'm ready to say that they probably are definitely more towards the bottom. This Bucks team started hot, surprised us, and then kind of just stayed mediocre. And that's kind of all it's really needed to take. Like they. I think they control their destiny at this point. There's three weeks left. If they can keep getting, um, obviously they're not getting perfect passer rating Baker Mayfield every week, but if they can keep, if they can just stay above average, I think they have enough weapons. And for whatever reason, their defense is playing fine for like being fully injured. So I don't know. They Maybe they have a little bit of magic in them. Dude, I'm like, for the, yeah, no, I'm just definitely trying to make my Panthers pick always look a little bit better, but no, no, it's the worst prediction we made all preseason. But I'm looking at the NFC playoff picture. Um, Like, obviously, whoever doesn't win the NFC East between the Eagles and Cowboys is going to be a good, uh, respectable team in the playoffs. I think that we can probably agree the Rams would be the next best wildcard team to at least put up a fight in the playoffs. Um, If you guys disagree, you can let me know. But then I was going to bring up the question, which team would you like to see in a perfect world? Let's say... The Bucks make the playoffs as the division winner. Who would you like to see as the seventh seed between the Vikings, the Saints, the Seahawks, and the Falcons? Or no, we'll eliminate the Falcons. So Saints, Seahawks, and Vikings. Who do you guys think would put up the better fight in the playoffs against uh, Cowboys or Eagles or Lions team? I think probably Seattle. They're the best coached, and I think both. Um, you said either the Vikings, Falcons, Saints, or Seahawks. Yeah. Yeah, much. definitely not. I don't think the Falcons, I don't think they'll be able to keep up with Dallas at all, uh, scoring-wise. And then I think that the Rams are probably going to finish. I think the Rams are probably going to want to finish above the Vikings. Why well, the tiebreaker? Based on best win percentage in conference games. What's the... Uh, oh, I mean, yeah, I guess they're one game better. But the Rams have the Giants, and the Rams have the... And they have the, the Cardinals maybe one more time. They played San Francisco twice already, which is good for them. Oh no, they didn't. Saints, Giants, Niners. That's not a best, not a good schedule for them. But I would rather. I would to answer your question. I would rather see the Seahawks get in. I think they're the best team rating after the Rams and um, the NFC East second place. I'm gonna go in a different direction. I want the Saints to make it 
so we can watch Derek Carr just fully end his NFL career. Get this man out of the league. If you put him at Dallas or at Philly in the playoff, he is not showing up to that game. If he has to go to Philly in January, that is not happening. Like, I'll bet all my money I possibly can on the Cowboys or Eagles in that game. And I'll just watch Derek Carr throw checkdowns all day, lose the game, and we can finally hopefully be done with him. So I hope the Saints make it so we can just write him off. Dif- different route than I did. You, 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 you're you willing to sacrifice a good playoff game to get rid of Derek Carr. Yeah, because I, I don't think it matters who makes the game. Like I think the if the Eagles get a rematch against Seattle at home, I think they should hopefully be able to figure it out by then. I think Dallas would smoke them at home again. So I'm going to I'm gonna go the opposite route and just hope for a blowout. Yeah, I think all these all teams right, are trying enough. to hope that the Rams are not the seventh seed to go up against them in round one. Because I would think you're like the two seed then the year, but then, hey, you got to play the Rams in round one. That is a brutal round one matchup. Um, so we'll hop to the uh, Texans upsetting the Titans. Um, this was technically an upset. The Titans were favored in this game with Case Keenum at quarterback. For the Houston Texans, Noah Brown as the number one receiver for the Houston Texans as well. Um, they won 19-16 on a game-winning field goal in overtime. I thought this game was going to be a tie. It's crazy that the Texans are still here in the playoff hunt. Um, this may be a D'Amico Ryan's coach of the year season. We talked about this um, in the last episode. Uh, but yeah, right now they are currently the eighth seed. Um they own a tiebreaker over Buffalo, but Indy and Cincy own tiebreakers over them right now. I believe, um, just to double check, do they play? They do. Okay. Week 18, them in Indianapolis. That could be for the last playoff spot, potentially. Um, I would kind of bring it up, unless you guys want to bring up anything from this game specifically. Uh, so say, like, let me just pull up my playoff schedule again. So, like, theoretically, we'll say the Bills are... We'll say the Bills are the sixth seed at the end of the year. Who are... Uh, who, okay, yeah, say Bills are the six seed, Browns are the five seed. Who would you guys want to see as the seventh seed in the AFC? Would you want to see the Colts? Would you want to see a healthy Texans team? I assume that would be the pick over like Denver and Pittsburgh. Um, but, Dom, what do you think? Hmm. I, so they would probably be playing, if I had to guess, probably the Dolphins, the way it probably looks now. Miami. If, yeah, if could Buffalo be the Chiefs. does not win the division, probably Miami. Hmm. I would probably rather see Stroud and all his weapons, but I don't know if they're going to be healthy. I wouldn't mind seeing the Bengals. Like, let's see how far Jake Browning can go at this point. But again, if Chase is injured for an extended period of time, I don't really care about that as much. Um, Colts maybe, because they do play high-scoring games, but they're just, I don't know. There's just something about them that doesn't, fully do it so i'll say cj stroud see the texans play in the playoffs they'll probably get like the early kickoff on saturday because that's their usual spot yeah that'd be cool tom do you agree with houston or would you like since or indy um yeah i think over over houston i mean over Cincy and the Colts. i'd say probably the texans really just would, would like to see stroud you know make a playoff game and have a chance to play in a shootout in his first season and then see really how he hangs with like the big guns in the AFC. So I I, I like to see the Texans. But I do yeah. think I think Buffalo is some is gonna be in that mix too and um if it winds up being Buffalo versus Miami that'll be a, a great third uh third rematch. Yeah that for sure that'll be sick. Um so yeah Texans beat the Titans on the road huge one for them. We could briefly talk about Jets Dolphins just Dolphins end up winning 30 nothing in Miami this was a very weird game with all the reporting going on with Zach Wilson. Was he dehydrated? Did he have a concussion? Um, and yeah, it was kind of a mess all around for them. 
there's talk that could it be next week or is it this week that Aaron Rodgers could play? No, he, he said he's today? not playing. He already, he already said it. Oh, they he he said that yesterday. Yeah, he said yeah. he like conceded apparently that like he's like not uh-huh. playing. So I'm like, so literally what everybody thought the entire time, but like you just had to make a scene the entire year about yourself and like no, give no. people false hope. Well, because he he wasn't a hundred percent. If the Jets were in a playoff hunt, he would come back. Is that's how I understood. He said he's not fully one hundred percent. If the Jets were in the playoffs, he'd be playing at eighty percent right now. Like I think he would have came back, but the fact they didn't make it, um. Is why he's just like there's no point like I'll, I'll wait a year. Yeah, but like, did anybody think that the Jets were gonna be in the playoff hunt in Week 16 without Rodgers? Like, that's I the mean, they, I, mean, I guess like I, I guess he's just saying well if we're in the playoff run then I would come back. But I feel like the entire year he was like no I'm making this miraculously like unforeseen uh, comeback from a torn Achilles and like I'm gonna be like I got like some different surgery and like on all of his you know his healing methods that he does. So everyone was thinking it was going to be different, but like it's the same thing. Like he's not one hundred percent after three months. Like we all knew this. I feel like yeah, I didn't see that until um, today. Like right now that uh, he said that on the Pat McAfee show. I, yeah, I mean, like I don't even think he would have came back if the Jets were in the playoffs. To be honest with you, I think he. Like, I mean, we he's practicing. He's throwing. Like he actually is able to like play football but now it's three to four weeks when they said he could come back in december i feel like they would just keep pushing it back and it just wouldn't be smart like this well, now it's not yeah with, now it's not. yeah with no rhythm of rogers at quarterback is not winning a road playoff game in miami or kansas city in round one so there'd just be no point in rushing him back just i know it sucks that he's getting older and you don't have many years left of his career but just wait till 2024 at this point yeah draft yeah. lineman draft i don't know i mean yeah we saw zach wilson essentially get murdered behind this offensive line this week so like there, if yeah. Rodgers was back there with only one and a half Achilles, like it would not work out that well. Um, but not be shout out, over. shout out, Brees Hall, six carries, twelve yards. Blah blah blah. Great, <laughs> great did efficient he get a sick catch. Uh, uh, he had one catch for six game. yards. Yeah, <laughs> I mean this was just a bloodbath. The Dolphins, I mean, they didn't even score a touchdown in the second half, and they cruised to the win. Like it was insane just how much they controlled this game. Yeah. Um, so Dolphins seven and four, Jets five and nine. Their season's basically over. Uh, Chiefs go to Foxborough and they win at Gillette twenty seven seventeen on the road. Uh, this was a pretty close first half. Um, Chiefs pulled away a little bit in the second half, mainly in the third quarter. Um, Pat scored a touchdown at the end to make this game look a little bit more respectable. I don't think anything too much out of this game specifically. Maybe Travis Kelsey's washed. Maybe Rasheed Rice is the new so number bad. one. Um, but yeah, I think. I think this is pretty much as expected, and um, I'm sure Pats fans are happy they lost, and I'm sure Chiefs fans are happy they win. Um, and you guys have any thoughts about this game? Yeah, so no. this um. this game concluded Sunday at about 4 p.m. It is now uh, early Wednesday morning, and Kadarius Tony is still a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. At <laughs> what point is he going to get cut? Like, he just he's just irrelevant. They shouldn't even be playing him anymore. He had another pass that hit hit off his hands, floated in the air, led to an interception. Like, I don't know why the Chiefs think they can turn this guy around. I feel like because he can get open, and they don't they can't have catch anybody else to draw the defense. <laughs> but, but he can at least draw the defense, maybe. Like, he's at least... I feel like being more of like a like a focus point on the defensive side than like a Justin Watson would be or an MVS or Richie James, Blake Bell. I don't know. The options are so thin there. Yeah, just I honestly, ninety percent of this game just line um, line up Jarek McKinnon outside at a receiver. I feel like they'd be better. They off could. When Pacheco comes back. Yeah, 
that Kadarius Tony catch or lack thereof was so bad because he it was perfectly in his hands like on the run he dropped it and then like he turned around and like then juggled it up directly into the linebacker's arms and it just fell it just fell right into his lap it it was nuts and Mahomes yeah. is like visibly frustrated with him now and I'm just like this is this is who he is like you guys are acting like I mean like People are saying, oh, well, he's like an electric playmaker and Andy Reid's going to make him into a superstar. No, he was always really bad. No matter, even, even though he had Joe Judge as his coach, it doesn't matter. He's still really bad. I remember when he was drafted and the Giants took him in the first round. It was kind of just like, why is this guy going in the first? Like, it, you knew from the from the first moment that it wasn't going to work out. And it's just, it still hasn't worked out. And, like, just for the rest of the Chiefs alone, Travis Kelsey, another quiet game. Could have had a touchdown off his hands in the end zone, didn't bring it down. And Mahomes, again, didn't look, like, too amazing. But, again, they found another way to win, and I guess that's all right. But I still don't have much confidence in this Chiefs team. It's going to be, yeah, 9-5. and five. I don't know. It's not the Chiefs teams of old, man. It's not what we've seen them the last couple of years. You're going to think they're going to finish the season 12-5. and five. Um, but I do wonder where they finish off um, in the seating at the end of the year. Uh, so we'll talk about Giants Saints. Saints won 24-6. Tommy Bleed, this was your upset pick. Um, yeah. And the Tommy DeVito, uh, I mean, he was hurt, but maybe the Cinderella run is over. The Linsanity run is over. I'm sure his agent's very upset with that. Did you see, I, I, I forget who was doing the announcements on this game. Um, it was Vilma and I forget who else. But um, the guy was talking that a pizza shop offered... DeVito like 10k yeah. to like yeah. do a meet and, and, greet and everything down. and wanted 20k like are you kidding me that yeah, maybe but now, I was like but he, right, but he did it for free yesterday uh, like he, he he wound up doing it for free so now uh I guess no love lost there but all right all right I yeah that. this is my upset pick like just let me explain my thought process I think the Giants looked okay the last few games and I think the Saints looked horrific but then I'm watching this Giants game and they were getting absolutely zero pressure on Derek Carr all day so when he is only to throw the ball, even somebody as bad as Derek Carr is going to make you look stupid, and that's what he did. And the Tommy DeVito run is now over. He didn't score a touchdown. And I know he got hurt, but he just didn't look good, like, at all. And I think that, like, I hate to say, like, it was, it was like, a negative that he won those three games, but, like, what did beating the Patriots do for us? What did beating the Packers do? Did nothing good. Now they are, I think, in the sixth pick. So I guess Tommy DeVito may have just earned himself a roster spot next year because he may be like be, be able to stick around as the third string because it may not be a new quarterback. But other than that, the Giants' uh, Cinderella in the hunt run in the hunt run was over. So uh, I'm done with them. There's nothing, nothing left to say at this point in the, in well, the season. At least Darren Waller played. Like that was cool. He came back. And what, what did he do? He had four for forty. Not bad in his first he had game. Yeah, a nice catch towards the end of the game. He's healthy. I'm sure he'll get hurt again in a few games, but he's back for right now. So, all right. So then Tyrod. Well, I mean, I guess again, I guess I'm gonna stick with Tommy DeVito the rest of the year. But might as well. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of Cinderella in the hunt teams were eliminated or just kind of season ended this week. Giants being one of them. So were those games winning on um, the last couple of the we- uh, last couple of weeks worth it? Do you regret beating the Commanders, Pats, and Packers? Maybe, maybe not. Um, we'll see. Uh, so the Falcons ended up. Losing to the Panthers on the road 9-7 in a gross, rainy, crappy weather condition game on a game-winning field goal. Um, Tom, do you want to you talk about this game at all? This, Your this Falcons was, done? This, this was a, a 
awful to watch, but this game. I guess shout out your Panthers for winning their second game, and they, but they really they're playing spoiled to Dom is really what it was. I, I think they they had it out for him, but uh, I think this doesn't really show anything about how the Panthers can win games. He scored nine points, and the Falcons. Arthur Smith, I think he said he would die trying to figure out how to solve the problems with his team. I'm like, I think giving the ball to your three first-round uh, talents on weapons probably could be the answer, but what do we know? But whatever. Tom, what, yeah, what do, what do you think about your, your beloved Falcons here this season? I mean, I'll start with the good. They didn't give up a touchdown. Like, I can't, I can't hurt the defense. Like, the defense played phenomenal. Can't complain about that. But Desmond Ritter honestly might have closed his eyes when he scrambled out of the pocket because I don't know where he was trying to throw that ball to when he threw his interception. There there were at least three Panthers standing in front of the wide receiver. I think it was London he was trying to throw to. I don't know what he thought he could do there. He was trying to thread a needle that did not exist. Um, Bijan couldn't get any momentum, fumbled it. Uh, again, He's like they just don't. They seem to punish their running backs when something bad happens instead of trying to just, you know, keep giving it to the good guys. But, I mean, Algier played all right, so I guess it was fine that Bijan wasn't getting touches. But, the game, like, their offense was just so bad this game. Like, I don't know. Like, the fact that Daryl Hodge had the fourth most receiving yards. I couldn't tell you who that is. Not a clue who that man is, but he's fourth most yards this game. Um... Like, there's just no consistency from this offense, which I think is their biggest point. And uh, Ritter, a bench this week. They're going back to Heineke, so that should be interesting again. But I think the biggest thing with the Falcons, there's just no consistency from them from week in, week out. And I think it's finally starting to show on the offensive side. Defense, like I said, is fine. It's just their offense. You just can't figure out. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that it could kill the Falcon season, but they are still alive. I will hop on to Rams commanders, man. This commander's defense is not very good. They fell to four and 10 Rams go to seven and seven on the year. Kyron Williams, man, he is so good. He does fumble the ball a ton, but he's one of the best running backs in the league this season. And I do think the commanders, I was reading that they have like around a 40% shot or 50% shot at getting a top three pick. And they could be a sneaky, make a splash team this offseason with the new ownership. Uh, say they get pick three, Cardinals get pick one or two. There could be a trade involved between those two teams where the commanders can guarantee themselves a quarterback and uh, the Cardinals will still end up with Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, but yeah, this season's over for the commanders. The Rams are looking like they're going to make the playoffs. Um, do you, I don't even know, like what do you guys think about these teams? I'll throw like a question out like Dom. Do you think Sam Howell is the quarterback of this team next year? I honestly don't know because he was benched this game and then immediately in the post game, Ron Vera goes, Sam Howell's still our guy for uh, for next week. Like so I don't know why like Jacoby Brissett did come in and provide a spark. Like he he made this game a lot closer than it originally was. But if they're picking that high, I think they would have to take a quarterback, but they could also if they're not picking high enough, I think there's no reason to reach for a quarterback. I would just try to get another weapon or something and ride with Howell. Um, mm-hmm. It would kind of suck for Sam Howell if he gets replaced by Drake May because they <laughs> did o- they did overlap at UNC for one year, I believe. So that would kind of just suck to be like the new guy come in and take your job. Um, but for like this game alone, Cooper Cup's back, man. He's finally back. Yeah, very back. Ju- just in time for fantasy playoffs. You love to see it. And um, even Terry McLaurin had a pretty good game. Like, this game I thought was going to be a lot more high-scoring than it was. 
but the fact that Sam Howell just couldn't do a single thing for this offense until like it was too late wasn't uh, wasn't ideal for them. And hey, I mean the Rams they just they're picking up so much momentum that I think I'm a little nervous that everybody's on the Rams right now. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but everyone is saying how good the Rams are, how scary the Rams are. And I feel like that's just going to lead to them being completely awful if they make the playoffs. <laughs> I uh, I definitely see that, but I think they they are they're they're playing very well and they and they always had they had good weapons on offense always and they're extreme, and they're extremely well coached. So I maybe it's still, it's warranted they're winning games I guess because they're all healthy now they're finally clicking. Yeah, I feel like I wouldn't want to play them in round one. I do think that they're going to make the playoffs. I don't think that they're. I don't think they're going to win a playoff game. It depends who they match up with in round one. Like if it's Detroit, man, did you, I think that would be uh, cool. That would be cool. There, yeah, there was a there's a, a, an okay chance that Stafford would go to Detroit for round one, which would be pretty cool. Stafford going back to his uh, team that drafted him and played there for a while. Um, so that'll be definitely one of the more entertaining playoff matchups if that does happen. Um, we had the 49ers kind of blow out the uh, Cardinals. It maybe seemed a little bit closer um at least with the final score than it was in this game it never really felt like the cardinals had a chance after the niners scored 14 unanswered in the first quarter um this was a mess of a game if you had anybody not named christian mccaffrey or brock purdy in fantasy um this was the christian mccaffrey show both rushing the ball and receiving the ball um and yeah i think it's gonna come down possibly between Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey on MVP, we probably know that it would go to Purdy if it was that decision. Uh, but this this week, we have one of the best matchups of the year on Christmas at night, Monday night. Uh, we have the Ravens uh, going to San Fran. And if Lamar Jackson balls out and beats the Niners on the road, I feel like he's going to get a lot of hype as the MVP front runner. I feel like everybody is just trying to find somebody not named Brock Purdy to give the award to. And if Lamar, who doesn't have great, like, I feel like the passing, like, analytics um, won't back it up. Like, I think he was, like, 7th in EPA last time I checked. And he's got a 17-7 to touchdown interception ratio, which obviously is behind Purdy's 29-7. to But I don't know. I feel like nobody wants to give Purdy the MVP. And I feel like if the, the Ravens beat them on the road, people will have, it, like, a reason to give it to Lamar. Yeah, I've never seen... Um... I don't want to say hate, but a disinterest in rewarding a player. Like, nobody wants to acknowledge how great of a season Brock Purdy's having because they just don't believe that it's, like, him. They think it's a system. Like, I understand that he's the heavy betting favorite now, but just because he's the betting favorite doesn't mean the perception is that people think he's going to deserve it. Like, there are people that are going out of their ways to compare Brock Purdy to, like, Jimmy G or just other guys, and I don't think they watch the games. I don't think they realize the plays Purdy makes. Um, this 49ers offense, they can score whenever they want. I mean, they literally did it this weekend. Christian McCaffrey got wide open for, like, a 40-yard catch, fell down, got up, and got in the end zone before even getting touched. Like, their <laughs> offense is just so perfect that I don't know how they can't get rewarded for it. Yeah, um, definitely the team to beat. Um, Tom, you have any th- more thoughts about this game? No, I mean the only thing with the only thing with Lamar's helping his MVP case. If he does beat the Niners, they would have the best record in the NFL. So he just kind of gets that good quarterback on the best team in the NFL, oh, or best record in the NFL's, uh, you know, narrative. So, mm-hmm. but I, I think I think at this point, Purdy Purdy should get the award. 
Yeah, I agree. I feel like we're pretty much all in favor on that because Dak Prescott kind of lost his chance to possibly win it uh, after this past week. They lost 31-10 on the road in Buffalo in which a game that Josh Allen threw the ball 15 times. He had under 100 <laughs> passing yards. It was a James Cook show. It was the Buffalo defense show. Does this game change your guys' opinion on any of these two teams this year? Um, or do you still think, okay, Cowboys are a good team. This was a tough matchup. And Bills are still a good team um, going forward. And you think they're going to make the playoffs? Like, did this, like completely change your perspective on any of these two teams um i think it doesn't really change dallas too much because like dallas is known for putting up stinkers like we don't really like this this is not an i'm i guess i'm more pleasantly surprised with the bills because i didn't think that they would blow them out like this i figured it'd be like kind of a, a little bit of a shootout maybe like a, like a maybe like an eight point game but like this was it's it was that besides that garbage time cd lamb touchdown like this was an absolute blowout from the bills like if they can do this to a team like Dallas at home, it's a shame that they are... Oh, I guess they have a shot winning the division to get a couple home playoff games, but I think that uh, Dallas putting up a game like this doesn't really... I, 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 I'm not too surprised by it. I was surprised. I was surprised because, like Tom said, this game was a full blowout until CeeDee Lamb scored late. Like, the Cowboys couldn't do a single thing the entire game until the end. Like, that that was concerning to me. It'd be one thing if they got blown out and scored, like, here or there. Their offense just looked awful, and on their defense, they could not stop James Cook. Like, they knew James Cook was getting the ball every single time, and they could not stop him. He had uh, over 200 total yards in the game, and like you said, Josh Allen threw the ball 15 times. It was downpouring rain. You knew they were just going to keep running the ball, and they could not stop them. So, for their defense, I was concerned as well. And, I mean, I think that makes me buy into the bills more like the bills are definitely that team if they make the playoffs you don't want to see them which is crazy because as of right now let's say hypothetically the bills don't win the division but make the playoffs they'd either go to miami or to kansas city you'd you'd assume they prob they could be favorites in both of those games which would be pretty crazy to see that yeah, it could be both of them too without a doubt exactly yeah yeah they they were pretty much like underdogs to make the playoffs a few weeks ago, and now it's looking like like they're going to beat most likely you think the Chargers and the Pats, and that could be a well, really fun Week 18 game. We also say this, and they're currently not even in the playoffs right now, right? Like they don't have to. I know they're the ninth seed. <laughs> <laughs> like there were two games out of it, or two spots out of it, which is wild. Mm. Um, but yeah, you'd think like Colts Texans, someone's going to get knocked out there, and then I don't know. I, yeah, they do have to pretty much win out because if Indianapolis and Cincy both win out, they're screwed. Um, yeah. Which would so, be crazy. That would be wild. Wait, is there a world where Cincy and D just both win out, right? Because I don't think they play each other. And then Buffalo wins out and they don't even get in. No, they, do. they play each other this week, though. No, the Steelers for the Wrangles. Yeah. Oh, no, they don't um, play each other. But I don't know if conference tiebreakers would change at all. Um, no, well, it the doesn't. Are four. Yeah, it doesn't what? matter if there's a. Like, there's. Since the tie right now is so. Uh, large, they kind of like they break it down even more. Like it goes. Well, they beyond. go to strength the schedule. Something like that, because like if you obviously look at the Bengals, they're only three and six in the conference. Yet they're in it because I. Oh, and true. Yeah, yeah. Like they're zero and four in the division, three and six in the conference, and somehow the tiebreakers work out in their favor, which is crazy. So I think yeah. the way it works, I think if the Bengals and Colts were to run the table, I don't think the Bills would be able to pass them. That's wild. That is crazy because like they would go out and they beat Kansas City. They would beat Dallas like they just did, and then they would still beat Miami to end the year, and then they wouldn't get in. That would just that would just be a heartbreaker, and that would just be a shame because we'd probably all rather see Buffalo in the playoffs than those two teams. Um, yeah. 
At least I think I would. Uh, so Sunday night no, game. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess you were the big one there because you are the known Buffalo hater. But a Buffalo That's hater. Awesome. I just didn't. I didn't. They were not playing very excingly in the beginning of the season, but now they seem to be back. No, like, I think your like, Buffalo hatred is like my Philly hatred. <laughs> is no, it? Is I, it not, not stemming from the same thing? It kind of is. I, I, I understand. That makes sense to me. Philly. Yeah. It's like it's like Buffalo anger, not Buffalo hatred. Is it like. <laughs> I think that could be mine too. Um, but we'll hop to Sunday night game. An absolute team I don't really even care to see in the playoffs anymore is the Jacksonville Jaguars. They are officially fraud watch right now. I think they are. You take out like they're six and six on the year in the United States. Um, so I don't know. And those wins are against like the Colts, the the what, the Saints, the Steelers, the Titans, the Texans. Nothing too crazy from them. Uh, they have yet to beat like a really good team this year. Like a. I mean, I guess they beat the Bills. I don't know. The Bills weren't good like... though at that time, though. Yeah, the Bills no, were they fresh were. off. Didn't I think that was that the was game Milano got in injured. London. Yeah, that was in London too, I believe. Yeah, I don't know. This team, I just I thought they'd win. I thought they'd win at home. Maybe a statement win, showing that they could stay up there in the same tier with the Ravens, the Dolphins, and the Chiefs, and they couldn't. They made me look like a fool. I'm done with the Jaguars, man. I don't even want to see them. I don't know All right, if you so, guys have any thoughts. About so we'll talk about the Ravens then, because you brought it up before talking about. Like, just looking ahead to next week, if Lamar could potentially win MVP. If Lamar does somehow win MVP this year, is he going to... Now, I'm not saying this, but I think people would probably say he's the worst two-time MVP winner in any sport ever. Because, like, his season this year is not great. People just don't, like, respect him as much as the quarterbacks. Like, he'll always have that running back narrative. Like, I feel like if he wins MVP again, again, I'm not saying it, but I think people will, like, jump at him for it. Like, they'll be like... They'll, they'll be surprised that he has two MVPs. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm like I'm not Nash. I'm not gonna push that narrative either. I think that he is very 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 good quarterback. Um, I think until he wins a Super Bowl, people then that narrative will like eventually just have to die down. Like he's got a Super Bowl and two and two MVPs. Like that's a legitimate Hall of Fame career in itself. Like ten times out of ten, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like Steve Nash winning two MVPs in the NBA. But Steve Nash was really good. Um, but he would join a list of Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Brett Favre, Jim Brown, Johnny Unitas, Kurt Warner, Steve Young, and Joe Montana as the only players to ever win two MVPs in the NFL, which is just wild. Um, yeah, uh, I, when I originally Googled that, Eli Manning's came, name came up, and I was like, what? I was like, did he even get one? But it was Super Bowl MVPs. Wait, um, did yeah. you say, does Mahomes have two? Did I miss that or no? Mahomes does have two. Okay. Uh, no, 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 wait. Th- yes, yeah, yeah. He has 2018 and 2022. Okay. His okay. name did not come up there. Um, this could have also been written, let me see, January 2nd, 2022. So he won after that. He probably won a week after yeah. that because usually that's when they announce it. Okay, yeah. there you go. Thank you for the correction. Um, so Monday night we had Eagles-Seahawks. We all chose the Eagles in this game. This was a pretty big upset. Uh, Drew Locke beats the Seattle Seahawks on a game-winning drive to Jackson's and the Jigba towards the end of the game. Eagles fall to 10-4. and four. They still control their own destiny to win the division. Um, if the Niners went out, though, they are not winning the conference. But, um, yeah, all they got to do is beat the Giants twice and the Cardinals, and they'll win the division. And yeah, I don't know. I I'm, I'm kind of I was kind of happy to see the Eagles maybe struggle a little bit in this game, um, because I do think that they are not as good as maybe their record showed it throughout the uh, course of the season. But I was very impressed nonetheless, and I think this team could still win the Super Bowl. I picked predicted them to win the Super Bowl in my preseason prediction. But yeah, at this point, you're probably not hitting the panic button, but it's like, all right, 
if they don't have three convincing wins towards the end of the season, riding all the momentum, it could get possibly ugly in January. I'll throw it to you, Dom. What do you think about this game? Yeah, so wait, I actually wanted to look it up because I don't think the Eagles control their destiny anymore now that I think about it because they just lost to an NFC team. So now, hypothetically, if the Cowboys and Eagles both went out, they'll have the same division record, the same conference record. I'm not sure exactly what the next tiebreaker would be because they beat each other head-to-head one-to-one. So I think, as of right now, I think the Cowboys actually control their destiny unless there's tiebreakers somewhere down there that could flip if the it's Eagles gonna back go by ahead of them. St- yeah, if it's going to go by strength of schedule, I'm not sure how much it's going to change for Dallas because right now they're at a 434 and Eagles it has are to at go down. I think, I think Philly has to go down. Philly has to go down because they're playing three bad teams and Dallas is playing two good teams and a bad team in uh, Miami, Detroit, and Washington. So who knows? Maybe their strength of schedule ties at the end of the year because they probably had very similar schedules. Um, we get a coin flip? Again, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, dude, I don't even know. This would be kind of crazy. They should just like have Hertz and Dak throw one pass and whoever throws it further advances <laughs> um but i mean f- for this game though like i'm concerned for the eagles like they just don't they're not the same eagles i don't care that they're 10 and 4 i don't care that they have jalen hurts first and nine every single time like there's something is actually wrong with this team and i think they need to look into it i don't it's either on the coaching or the schemes or something but it's just not clicking for them right now and they, they definitely just look off and with three weeks to go before the playoffs and most likely not getting a bye, they have to try to fix it in a very, uh, very quickly. Can I, can I ask you a question? If you had a, you can't pick the Niners, um, what next NFC team would you predict could go the furthest and win the Super Bowl? I'd, I'd probably Are say Are you ready da- to say Dallas over I, Philly? I'd still say Dallas, yeah, because I think if wow. Dallas can get that home, for whatever reason, Dallas is insane home, awful on the road, like such a, such a difference there that I think I'd feel safe with them, but I'm at the point where I think it's the Niners and the Niners only, in my opinion, for the NFC. But if I had to pick a second team, I think I'd go potentially with the Cowboys. Yeah. All right. Uh Tom, any last thoughts about this game before we eliminate a team from the playoffs? Um, I think that uh one if you want to change up your defensive your defensive scheme because your defense has been Swiss cheese the last few weeks and I guess Matt Patricia overall, I guess, is a good defensive minds, I guess, based on years past. You cannot let up that last drive to the Seahawks and lose that game. And what is with the Eagles when they need, like, not a lot of yards to throw deep passes and then, and like, same thing with the Jet game. Like, I feel like they didn't need to throw that ball that far. Um, and then I think was either it was a pick or it was an incomplete pass on, like, fourth and two for the Eagles. But... But the uh, on Monday it was like a Kenneth Gainwell. I mean, maybe it was it was a play was happening quicker, but he had the check down open. There was like twenty yards overfield ahead of him, and there was time. Like, and Jalen Hurst launched it downfield, and it wound up uh, wound up not going in his favor. So I don't know. I think I don't know if it's hit the panic button, but I just think the Eagles they had a reality check. Like they lost they lost to Dallas on the road, they lost to San Francisco, and they lost to the Seahawks at home. None of those losses are bad, but the defense looks really bad. So they have, to, they have to figure that out before they get into the playoffs because if they're going to win more than one playoff game, they're going to have to beat either Dallas or Detroit or San Francisco um, in the second round. So we'll see how that goes. For sure. Um, so, Dom, do you have the list of our playoff teams that we've eliminated? Yeah, I can run through it. So okay. it's the Patriots, the Bengals, the Colts, the Ugh. Titans – 
the Broncos, the Raiders, the Chargers, the Giants, the Commanders, the Bears, the Panthers, the Rams, the Cardinals, and I'm pretty sure we did the Packers as well. Okay, so it's the Jets. Well, it has to be the Jets because they've already been eliminated. They snuck in the Yeah, we're going to eliminate the Jets. I... Dude, I don't think we're going to go perfect here. I mean, like, I'm thinking the Rams are going to make the playoffs. Maybe there's a world where the Bengals and Colts don't make it. Why did we eliminate the Bengals? There was no reason to do it that early. I told you guys to do the Jets. I was on, uh, Tom, I might have to throw the blame on you for this one. Why? Because you brought it up and you wanted to do it. <laughs> oh, I brought it up. Okay. Yeah. So, so you have your own mind. You can make your own decisions. I wanted the Jets. It, all, all you do is be like, no, I, I can't do the Bengals yet. And I, and I would be like, all right, one, it would have been, okay, two to one, so we're not doing it. But you could have given me a a, a, a nice little argument. And, I probably, and you, I, I'm an open mind. I'm somebody who can who can negotiate. No, I know. I don't know why I wasn't hard on it more. Now I'm mad at myself. All I mean, right. the, well, yeah, seems we're, like you're mad at me. Our AFC, I yeah, think. Yeah, I need a scapegoat. Our my, AFC could Tom still Telesco go in. fine. Like, there's a chance our AFC goes seven for seven. NFC doesn't i mean it's still possible if it really just comes down to the rams kind of did we eliminate minnesota no No, right we didn't eliminate seattle and we didn't eliminate any of the nfc south south yeah yeah well we'll be able to eliminate hopefully those last two weeks you might be able to just get two nfc south teams and like because if the saints lose one to the buck who did the bucks play either one of those teams the saints or the falcons they play the saints i'm pretty sure Okay, so when they play the Saints, they play them. They play them next uh, week. So if, if the Bucks, if the Bucks, are one game up on the Saints after next week, I feel more than comfortable removing the Saints because I don't think they're going to make a wild card, or I don't even know if they're able to do make that division. And the Bucks for the Panthers, um, the Week 18. So if that happens, I think we can eliminate the Saints. And if the Steelers lose this week, we can eliminate them too. All right, so that's two more, and we we only eliminate three three more teams. Yeah, wait. Yeah, three more. Yeah, so, so it's hard to it's, like, it's Pittsburgh. It's it's Pittsburgh. It's um New Orleans, and then it's Atlanta, pretty much like yeah. and Atlanta, and then we basically need Seattle to jump LA, and we need yeah that would basically be it then, and then we'd be good. Did we we didn't eliminate Houston right? No, no. so we need them. So we to need Houston and in. Buffalo to jump Cincy and Indy. Yes. Yeah, like we need and, we, and then yeah, okay. I mean, even if, even it's if possible. we go like twelve for fourteen, like eliminating a team every week from week one is kind of crazy. If, if we're able to pull like a good number like that off, but yeah, let's not count our chickens before they hatch. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Hope you guys did enjoy our week uh, fifteen reaction. Um, like we just had three weeks left, so we're getting towards the end of the season. Um, hope you guys have been enjoying the content so far. If you're on YouTube, we'd appreciate you dropping a thumbs up and letting us know what you guys think in the comments. If you're watching the video version or if you're listening on any audio platform like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'd appreciate a rating and review over there as well. And thank you guys all for listening, and we'll catch you guys in the week sixteen preview. Peace.